Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 22 of the Everything Motor Racing podcast. I hope you've had a great week. I mean, we have not been in your lives, so it's probably been terrible, but at least you've had some decent racing and some drama. Some MotoGP drama. Where else in the world could you go to get drama like this, eh? It's just MotoGP. It's always dramatic. We love it. And But yes, once again, I'm joined by my host, Jacob Ward. What's happening, guys? Back again. And... Yes, hello. And then once again, we haven't got Gary Lee because he's at bloody Donington Park. So I know, he's just, <laughs> like, we're just going to have to put him on a zero-hour contract. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's not getting paid anyway, so we might have to start invoicing him for time loss. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay us. <laughs> yeah, he's got to pay us every time he's not on here. He said to me, right, he messaged me, he's like, oh, when I get in, I'm going home. That's not good enough, mate. This podcast comes before everything. Yeah, I bet he did, yeah. Nah, it's all good. He didn't, all did good. he? Unlike to our he lovely did. listeners, he just said, oh, I don't even want to be on this podcast. Fuck everybody. Yeah, it's like, it's freaking crap, this podcast, <laughs> mate. All you do is talk about dicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was all um, maybe gloss over that this time. So. <laughs> Strange week and last podcast. Strange podcast. But very good. Um, But anyway, yeah, we've had some... Mental, like I genuinely think that's probably one of the best MotoGP races I've ever seen, ever. Mm, I think I don't know about you, but no, I'd agree. I think from the Thursday to the Sunday, it's just been a whirlwind of just nothingness, haven't it? Freaking chaos! Like, and like literally, as soon as the Maverick news come out on Thursday, it's just yeah. like as if someone's just got a firework and just lit it and pointed it at everybody. Yeah, because like I mean, was it Thursday night? I think you and I were playing video game and then the news dropped and we literally were like too stunned to continue like about the Patronus news mm. too stunned to continue like nah we've got to go we're gonna go what the hell yeah, I just pulled over <laughs> on the side of the track and I was like you know what fuck this <laughs> this yeah, is more important oh mate it was absolutely nuts so obviously we'll go into the first bit and Jacob don't be too harsh because I know what you're like with <laughs> no, things no I want I want I want but obviously Maverick Vinales has been well was because we are now talking in the past tense was suspended by Yamaha for the Austrian Grand Prix can't can't get those mixed up with the Styrian Grand Prix you know just so that Crash.net's little statistic can stay valid for Ducati well actually not anymore but anyway other websites are available (laughs) yeah well especially everything motor racing that's the only website you should be going to but um Anywho, yeah, Maverick Vinales was excluded from the Grand Prix for, now that we've seen the proof, over-revving his motorbike on purpose. Literally, like, sitting on the limiter and not switching up gears. Mm. Like, it's not so much... I, I've seen, I've had, as you can imagine, I've had quite a few messages from various people, as you have as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people were saying to me that it, they think it's a bit harsh that he was suspended. But I disagree with that. And oh, the disagree. reason I disagree is simply because it's not so much about the fact that he didn't blow his engine, didn't hurt anyone. It's the, it's the action of doing so. It's the intent. Yeah. Like, you know, like I know it's not the same, but it's a good example. You can get done for attempted murder. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you're... It's, it's just complete stupidity because if he did pop something on that bike, smash oil all over the floor, mm-hmm. you're endangering your fellow riders then. And that's yeah, just exactly. not good enough. 
No, it's not. I mean, obviously, it is a game of ifs and buts, and it could have been worse than what it was. Thankfully, it wasn't. But the fact that he went in there with intent to try and destroy his engine for whatever reason, you know, it's mental. You know, he's been on, he's on these interviews now after, you know, and he was like, I'm so sorry, Yamaha, and all that. But it's like, you're only sorry because of the consequences. That's what it seems like, you know, when he's in that mood of like, screw the world, whatever, I'm going to just destroy my engine for the sake of destroying my engine. You know, it just feels like he's kind of invincible and it's like he's got this switch inside his head, and when he's on, it's turned on. He's just mental, whether well, he's winning races or just freaking off the rails. Yeah, do you know? He's... Let me. I want to read out a me- I told him I would. I want to read out a God. message from Matthew Thompson. God. He said to me, literally, he put it. Hang on, I'm just finding it. God. I said, I said, this is going to be, this might be a bit of a long pod because we got to unpack Maverick and Patronus. He said, oh, that's a quick one. I'll help you out. Mav's finally leaked out all the mush in between his ears. Yamaha's going to can him. The end. Oh, God. There we go. Yeah. Under the next <laughs> Oh, my God. But, like, you know, there's, you can't, there's only so much you can defend him. You know, this isn't an isolated incident. It's, mm. it's just, it's too much now. It's, you know, it's just one thing to, like, if you, if you're unhappy and you don't want to finish the race, pull in. Don't endanger everyone else. Don't just yeah. bounce your bike off the limiter for the sake of bouncing your bike off. Like the limiter's there to prevent bike damage, obviously, but it's only so much it can work. And if you're on the limiter as much as he was, you know, like not shifting up to six on one of the fastest streets on the track. Uh, nah, man. Bonkers, isn't it? You know, like like I I've I'm trying not to be too harsh on him, but that like that is just. I've had I've had various messages where people saying, "Oh, you shouldn't call him an idiot. He's obviously not. He's obviously suffering with his head." Blah blah blah. That doesn't excuse idiot boofs. Hmm. Like, yes, he is suffering, and obviously he does need some help, as we've said previously. But yeah, that's still a very idiot, like uh, just an idiot move. And I'm perfectly within my rights to say that's an idiot move. Yeah, because it literally just seems like he's pretty much like off the rails at the moment. You know. And when he, he goes bad, he just, you know, and there's rumours, I've seen, like, the media, Spanish media, it's not confirmed, but the rumours are that his entourage destroyed his pad- paddock scooter on the Sunday night after the race, you know. And if that's true... Apparently they kicked the fuck out of it, didn't they? Yeah, well, no, they set it on fire, mate. Mm. That's what the rumour is, they set it on fire. Yeah, they, they apparently kicked the living shit out of it so every panel was dented, from what I've gathered. And then yeah. they torched it by dropping a lit match into the fuel tank. Mental, isn't it? Yeah, like, like... Unconfirmed, but, I no. mean, if, if, you know, hearing it from a couple of bits of bobs, then obviously, like, you know, it's unconfirmed, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah, because at the end of the day, Yamaha don't want to be... They don't, don't suspend you for anything at the end of the day. Like, no. it, like it's not... It's not just... This isn't the first time he's had to apologise to Yamaha, even this season. Mm. And, like, that, that you know, it's just I just don't understand what's... Well, I don't think anything's going through his head when he does it. I think he just gets the, the Fanati red mist on. Yeah, he just sees red and just... Yeah. He kind of... He, he lo- likes to do things and not think of the consequences, you know. Back in 2012, when he kind of walked out his Moto3 team, yep. he genuinely could have ended his career at that point. That could have genuinely been the end of his career, but yeah. he got a ride with the Calvo team and won the championship next year, you know, and he did turn his career around, but it just seems like when it's not going good for Vinales, it's just the end of the world, and he can't 
think about anything else apart from sabotaging his entire life. I think the problem is that he's getting guidance from his father, who is equally as much of an yeah. idiot. <laughs> like, he's just an idiot. Like, if that was my dad. I would just be saying, look, do me a favor, fuck off. Let me deal with it yeah. myself. Don't be giving me all this really poor advice that you have. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, I don't know, his fa- father is definitely going to be an influence on him. Oh, mo- and... More than people realize, I think. Like, especially, but he, he's very, you can see, like, he, for, for all his faults, he's very, he's fiercely loyal. Yeah. And I think that's playing against him right now. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, his father went on social media after the Austrian Grand Prix and basically said, you know, it's a farce, Yamahara sabotaging our bike, not giving us the same bike. But at the end of the day, right, if you're Yamaha, you've got one rider winning or on the podium pretty much every race. And you've got another guy who's up and down like a freaking roller coaster. Mm. Of course, you're going to, you know, prioritize the guy who's going to potentially win the championship for you. Maverick's been on the bike for four years and hasn't taken home a title or been anywhere remotely close. You know, third place, yeah, but then the gap to Marcus has always been ridiculous. Mm. You know, whereas Maverick, no, not Maverick, Fabio Cotteraro has hopped in MotoGP, battled for the title all year long last year before he had a mental breakdown, and is now the strongest rider we've ever seen from, like, the strongest version of himself that we've ever seen this year. Yeah. You know, that literally looked untouchable. Yeah, the problem, the problem he's, Maverick's got now is that what he wants to be is next to him. Mm. And it's, it's frying him. Like, it is. I knew, I thought something was up when um, the Vinales team announced that they were splitting from Yamaha in the 300s. Yeah, that was strange. That. Looking at it now, obviously it was a bit of a giveaway that there were a lot of problems behind the scenes. Mm. And it was obviously just a precursor um, to what's happened this weekend. Yeah. I I don't think Maverick would have been anywhere today with the conditions which we'll get on to. So maybe it was a good thing that he didn't race. But, my God, man, it's just... You know, there's only so much that... Everyone has a breaking point. Hmm. Maverick's hit is, and Yamaha are about to hit theirs. Like, Mayo Merigali have said... We appreciate the apology, but it changes nothing. That says to me, we'll yeah. never ride a Yamaha bike again. Yeah, that's the thing for me. And, you know, the rumours are now, obviously there are rumours, that Cal Crutchlow will ride the factory Yamaha at Silverstone yes. next to Fabio Cotteraro, yeah. which would be good for Cal to finally be on a decent bike instead of that shitty 2019 bike. And Jake Dixon will make his Moto GP debut at Silverstone. Unfortunately, on the 2019 bike, so the crowd that are hating against Jake Dixon will continue to hate against him when he doesn't win the race because he's on a two-year-old bike. But, you know, that's a rumour. And if that's true, there's also a rumour, to extend on that, that Xavi Vierge will race at Aragon for the Patronus team, which, again, would mean Cal in place of Vinales. Yeah, you know what you know, that is, though, don't you? It's an audition for both the Patronus boys. Yeah, that is exactly. And thing is, now it's a perfect kind of conditions for that. Mm. But it does mean it. It's pointing to Vinales being out, you know, and and then of course and, the, what I imagine is going to happen, um, Mizano. Yeah, I think Morbidelli will be on the factory bike. 
it'll all well, be consumed. That, that's a tricky thing because of the rule where you know when you race a bike, you can't have a change mid-season. Mm. But we've seen riders do it. You know, Javier Simeon a few years ago changed between the I don't know what it was. It was GP something. I think he changed between the GP sixteen up to the GP seventeen. Yeah, when, for a round because his teammate was out. That's it. Yeah, when Abraham got injured. Yeah, and so it can be done, and it has been done. The only thing you would have to do was would be to take Vinales's engine allocation. Yeah, so maybe that's, that's right, the yeah. other thing Maverick was thinking was, oh, if I, you know, if if I blow this engine up, if I get done, that's one mm. less engine for my replacement. Yeah, which if that's the case, and that's literally terrible. The thing is, right? Obviously, we know the obviously Yamaha are Japanese, and these Japanese people, you know, they're they're quite. They're proud of what they do. You know, they're very proud of their work. They're very... Yes. I don't know what to, how yeah, to phrase quite, this best. No, they, but it's honour. Yes, it's all about honour at the end of the day. And Yamaha, you know, they take pride in what they do. And there's thousands, literally thousands of people working on this motorbike back in Japan to make it the best thing possible, you know. And so for Maverick Vinales to go and literally basically spit in their faces and go and basically try and destroy their work is a massive insult. Yeah, um, there was a story of who, like, I was being told this week by, by a friend of mine. Um, yeah, I've got friends deal with it. Um, but basically, he was saying that... Do you, uh, it's obviously gone around social media, but do you remember when... Uh, uh, I can't remember who it was on the Suzuki 250, tried to blow it up after he got third? John Kaczynski. Kaczynski, that's it, thank you, yes. His name escaped me. Um Obviously, he, put, he completely blew the engine up, got instantly sacked. Mm. But he was telling me he was in the paddock at the time, and he uh, he was at this like in the Suzuki garage, like outside of it, when they wheeled it in. Mm. And apparently, all the Japanese people were crying, Jeez. literally crying, because he had blown up their work. Mm. And uh, when one of them came out to speak to the media. He's, he literally all he did was just look really sad and said he ruined our he ruined our bike. Yeah, I heard a quote of somebody saying that um, John basically that the mechanic said that you know they've murdered our machine. Yeah, they, they, he literally came out in tears and said he's ruined our bike, and that's the Japanese yeah. mentality. Yeah, and the other day they bloody work hard over in Japan for these bikes to make sure these unfortunately some spoiled egotistical fucking childish riders can just go in and basically act like a petulant child when they're not getting what they want. Mm, I'm, uh, I'm very disappointed in Maverick. It's not even angry. It's just, mm. like, genuinely just disappointment. Like, you know, this is a yeah. man who's probably one of the biggest talents in MotoGP at the minute. One of the most naturally talented riders yeah. we've ever seen. Yeah, but a complete idiot move. He's a hothead. That's what he is. It's not even He's so a much a hothead as much as, like... A wrong head. Mm. Like, he doesn't have the correct head screwed on to be a, a top-level professional race bike rider. He just doesn't. No. no, and we've said it many times before that, you know, he needs to have a break. You said it specifically. That he needs to have a few months off, a few races off, and just compose himself and just sit down with the professional and just work his issues out. Because this man... I know that we, I mean, I've tried to talk about his mental health so many times and I've get shot down, laughed at, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's quite clear that this is pretty much like a, it's like a call for help, if anything. You know, it's neither Vinales going 
I'm not all right, but he doesn't know how to say that he's not all right. And so he just does these reckless things because that's his way of kind of, I don't know. No, you know, it's just basically his way of calling for help, you know, and yeah, it is a cry for help at the end of the day. Like, I think Yamaha are actually doing the best thing for him if they continue to keep him suspended. Yeah, don't, absolutely. I, I agree, don't think yeah. they should sack him because then Aprilia could go and pick him up. Mm. So suspension, which means he can't ride for anyone else. He's still a Yamaha employee until the end of the season because they've got grounds for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could that, sack him on gross misconduct tomorrow. Yeah, like just keep him suspended rather than sacking him. Don't let him race. Just let him go mm. home, get himself back together, and then he can come back a different man if he chooses to go to Aprilia. Because Aprilia, yeah. uh, like, let, let's be real, Aprilia are probably the only ones crazy enough to take him on now after this. Yeah. And unfortunately, it does, I don't want to disrespect Aprilia, but it does come from a place of desperation. You know, they need results, and a free agent such as Maverick Vignal has been on the cards. Yeah snap him up you know yeah they, we've they seen, need the results we've seen Aprilia's decisions on riders previously that you know that yeah. they're a bit off the chain so yeah Aprilia no, um, no I just I don't, don't know care. I don't know where he goes from here to be honest it's, I, I wouldn't well, I wouldn't want to see him on a Yamaha again if I was a Yamaha employee put it that way like no. if, if I was one of his mechanics or one of his team members now I'd be saying to Yamaha I don't want to work with this guy he tried to fuck up our machine mm, well um I mean, Yamaha Japan are on a summer break because apparently, right, just to go off topic a little bit, I've learned, we're right, we live in the UK, that countries such as Italy and all that give their employees like four weeks off in summer. I didn't know that. And so Japanese Yamaha Japan are on a bloody four-week or whatever summer break and so they can't make a decision yet on it. Yeah, the only only ones who get less time off in the UK is the USA. Apparently, they're not even entitled to any time off. Jesus, that's mental, isn't it? Yeah, screw that. But um, yeah, going back on topic, you know, um, the Yamaha can't make a proper decision on what Maverick Villanueva will do until Yamaha Japan can step in because Yamaha Europe have suspended him. You know, they've got the power to suspend him. But Yamaha Japan are the big guns. You know, the ones with the contracts with the towers full of lawyers and legal representatives yeah, who can it based in Iwata, so they are the ones who yeah. are the big ones but yeah they because can of this break, contract that's why i believe that the silverstone rumors are true because mm. it still falls under the summer break and yamaha europe have no option but to keep the suspension for me yeah they don't they don't want him riding their bike at the end of the day, if he's gonna do that like yeah he's apologized which is great but at the end of the day if he hadn't been caught if the you know if for example the engine thing didn't happen or no one spotted the engine thing they, they didn't check the data whatever for whatever reason it just went under the radar i can guarantee you to try it again this weekend he's only um, sorry because he got caught unless you did well in which case he'd be like yeah i love this bike yeah because like you gotta remember last I think weekend he wanted to be caught that's the problem Mm, maybe so yeah because i mean you gotta remember last weekend he was running like battling for the front positions before the restart and then something happened on the grid i think he stalled it and then he just fell apart he tried claiming it was a bike problem yamaha found nothing mm. so he tried mm. to create the bike problem yeah like it's, it's just it's, literally yeah it's just it's, it's stupid man it's like between the plethora of onboard cameras people track side and data he knew yeah. he was going to get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Then the day, and if he's trying to force an issue like that, it clearly points to some 
genuine source of mental illness because there's no way that mm, yeah. someone sane right. is thinking like that. <laughs> no, he's not right. Like even like I used to, like as I've said previously, I used to race. Even if I had hmm. the worst race of my life, I never ever tried to do anything. Like I, I remember I had a race once at Hawkston and um, my front wheel bent. Hmm. I didn't then rev the tits off my bike to blow it up while I. In, while I was still going around, I pulled off the track, mm. pushed it back, and my bike was fine. Like that's all he needed to do. Like quite literally, that's all he needed to do was pull off. If he didn't, if he wasn't in a good headspace, pull mm. off. People would. And people would. And if he just been straight up with his team and said, "Look, my head went. I was in danger. I didn't want to continue because I didn't feel safe." They mm. would. Have, they would have accepted that and probably helped him till the cows come home. Mm. But to do what he did is just a. Big middle finger to everyone involved in the MotoGP paddock. But... Yeah, literally, like everyone who works their arse off, like Cal Crutcher and all that as well. You know, Cal's helped to develop that bike and worked hard on that thing. And Vignola's just basically spitting on the work of all these people. And it's it's genuinely sad to see at the end of the day. But um... yeah, it is. I, I think it's quite telling that none of his ride, the fellow riders have attacked him for it because they know he's not right. Yeah, because Fabio's kind of um, been very, I don't know, he's just not really, he's chosen his words very carefully about the situation Fabio has. And Rossi, I think Rossi spoke a little bit against it, you know, and said he was disappointed by it. Oh, they are good. They're only human as well, you know what I mean? They are going to be disappointed. Yeah. But I think they are, They don't want to attack him further because they know he's already down. Yeah, but the thing is, like... That's the reason I don't want to do it. Like, he's not going to listen to it, but, you know, it, 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 no. it's still quite unfair to attack a man who's at rock bottom. Like, he, yeah, he knows he's fucked up. Mm. But it's still something that does need addressing. It's, it's that yeah. simple. Like, you, you, you can't just let him get away with it on the grounds of mental health. No, you can't, because in a day, if he's not mentally sane and not mentally well, then get him out. Don't let him ride, you know. This suspension, honestly, I think is a, a half kindness of... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, sort yourself out as well as, like, sending a message that it's not going to be tolerated. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, it's genuinely, I think, a good thing for him rather than a bad thing for him. So moving on to the other bombshell news, um, Patronus sponsor. I just want to add because some people are getting really confused. Well, the Patronus sponsor are splitting from the Sepang International Circuit Race Team, aka SRT, in the Patronus team. So Patronus SRT, it'll now be SRT, and they're losing their Moto Two and Moto Three teams as well. Yeah, um, been told various bits and bobs. But the one I believe is from a source of I trust. And uh, they've said that uh, apparently the Moto 2 and Moto 3 teams are indeed gone. And the Stiggy has told them they have to look elsewhere. Yeah, which is sucks, given that they'd already signed a Moto 3 rider. I don't know where I'll talk about, so I'll say they've signed a Moto 3 rider and now he's left out of a ride, which sucks. Um, but the well, thing is that maybe not. That's my my thinking is yeah because like like we we might as well just say it now. No, no, don't say it. No, well, just basically because of who he is, I think he will get back in from the SRT side, the Sapani yeah. side. Yeah, like yeah, actually, his that, passport that's, that's will actually him. painful. Quite, I'll be able to say it. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I think he'll 
he won't have any Patronus back in. No. But he'll certainly have Sapang International Circuit back in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I will, the amount of people I've spoken to have basically said that Patronus are famous for just pulling out um, from sponsors. You know, Siren obviously split with them quite amicably a few years ago. They're not fans of each other anymore. And so despite everybody going, put Siren on the Patronus bike, mate, no, they don't like each other. Um, but, you know, so, you know, there probably will be another massive Malaysian sponsor that will come in because it's MotoGP at the end of the day. I don't know if it's collateral for all the from, you know, Valentino Rossi's retirement. So they're like, mm, we're not going to get the same return on investment. You know, the only reason they're pretty much still in F1, apparently, this is what I've been told, is obviously because Lewis is still winning championships. If Verstappen wins the title this year, maybe things could change. But apparently, basically, yeah, they are not getting the same return on investment that they thought they were getting. They managed to get a seat and get in the media with Valentino Rossi on their bike. So... They're winning. You so, know, so they I've don't heard need slightly to... different. I've heard that they're actually going to be pulling out of F1 also. Jeez. Which is says to me money problems. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Well, money, everyone... Because they're, they're an oil company, you know, they provide like the lubricants and stuff like that, but with everything going a bit more electric side and hybrids, for example, mm. maybe it's damaging their profits. Because yeah. they supply the fuel for Moto2 class, for example. Yeah, but... Um... Basically, as you've said, it'll be at Sepang International Circuit Yamaha or SRT Sepang Race Team Yamaha. I don't know what yeah. it's labelled as exactly yet. Yeah. Um, they'll have two 2022 bikes, but they'll be B spec. Yeah, so which is basically what Fabio won. Fabio raced, isn't it? <laughs> no, because Fabio's was still a 2018. It yeah. was a year old at the time as well. This will be current. But they won't get, from what I gather, they'll be current year, but mm. the updates will come much later, a la Tech 3 KDM and Factory KDM. Mm. So I don't know. I The rumours, of course, are that we're going to get a Moto 3 rider going straight up in Darren mm. Binder. Darren Binder, yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen. No, Patronus have pulled out because he's a Patronus I... rider, not an SRT rider. No, because he's he still rides for the Patronus SRT team in Mert Three, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but what I mean is, apparently Patronus money brought him in, not supplying racing team money. Yeah, but obviously he still works with Stiggy and Razalan Wazali, you know, and if them two like him, they'll pull him up regardless of who he races for, you know. And Yamaha, if they have an interest in him, then they'll pull him up. But yeah, it's interesting to see because if they do pull out a Moto Two and Moto Three, then it leaves. Obviously, John McPhee, um, Vierhe, <laughs> who was apparently looking another place to ride anyway, and then Jake Dixon all out of rides, which is pretty sad, regardless of your views on them, because I yeah. know you're not the biggest fan of John McPhee. It's but still sad regardless. Is, the thing is, I don't think McPhee was going to stay with Patronus in mode, if he did win well, Moto 2 anyway. It was confirmed that they were going to get new two Moto two new Moto 3 riders anyway, so yeah. by the team. So. Yeah, but what I mean is... If he went up, I don't think it would be with Patronus. I think it would have been with another squad. Yeah, like MV again or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. So I, I don't think he would have remained with Patronus either way. Mm. But Dixon, yes, he would have. And yeah. obviously if they'd stayed in Moto 2, you imagine Darren Bidner would have had one of those seats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be... Because that was the rumours. The rumours were that Danny... No, not Danny Kent. Sorry, someone's just mentioned Danny Kent to me. Um, oh, God. But... I hate but, that guy. <laughs> well, he's been injured. Um, 
just to go on a completely um, side thing. He's dislocated his hip. Probably the oh. knife he had in his pocket. Fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah, like the news was that Darren Binder was going to go to Moto2 instead of... But then obviously now this has happened and they're all pipping him to go to MotoGP alongside Ikela Corona, which I'm quite happy about if that comes true. Because, yeah. mate, I've been absolutely gutted to see yeah. the Corona. And he's he's done well today, P6. Oh, spoiler. Oh, mate. Well, mate, we're listening <laughs> to the podcast about races. <laughs> spoiler, lad. Oh, spoiler. You've like, got to wait till Monday before you do anything because I want to watch it. Someone literally said that to me um, earlier today. They're like, can you put a 24-hour delay on this? No, I can't, mate. Go away, man. I imagine but... saying to someone who, like, is for MotoGP news. Can you wait 24 hours before putting on the news? <laughs> yeah. What a fucking spacker. Yeah, they were like, they even said in their comment, they are like, oh, you know, I did go on Facebook, um, but it's for something else. I'm like, and fucking what? Why do I have to yeah. wait for you, Mr. Fucking Simon, whatever your name is, mate? <laughs> name dropped. Fuck yeah, you, bitch. I don't even know if his name is Simon. I just dropped the name of somebody I don't like, so it's fine. My name's Jeff. <laughs> Um, but you know, at the end of the day, where the hell were we? Yeah, Darren Binder. Yeah, and I think he'd be a good signing. Could be a, a hot seat, hot team in MotoGP. You know, pair of them pretty talented, and Lecarona deserves a MotoGP seat. I would say, you know, my he's only, only twenty one. My only he's... concern is the Yam, though. Well, the thing is, I think the Yam could be good for him. You know, because he spent two years on a KTM, which he struggled on. Because it's a KTM and it's not really a rookie bike and it demands a certain kind of rider to race it. Put on a Yamaha, which is really friendly. Yes, it'd be a beast at Beck 22, but if Fabio Quartararo can get either seven or nine podiums on a year old B spec bike, then I have no issues. The thing is, he's Lacrona is only known KTM for the past four seasons. Like, you know, that that's basically three quarters of his entire MotoGP career. Yeah. And and it's been on KTM. It yeah. it will take some adjustment and Of course it will. I I don't I would hope if if Darren Binder and Lacona both go up to SRT, I would hope it would be on a two or three year deal to give them time. I think it'd be a two year deal, honestly. If it happens it would definitely like for Binder definitely, because he would need that security that he'd have multiple years on a contract. Mm. You know, if he's not going to go up on a one year deal because that could be career suicide. The yeah. Corona has offers from World Superbikes, including a rumoured to be Honda in World Superbikes, you know, so yeah. it, he has an option there. But if he wants to stay in MotoGP, which I'm sure he'd rather do, he'd want multiple years on a contract. Yeah, and that, I'd hope they both get two years because, hilariously, Lacuna's younger than Binder. Yeah, he is, which is mad. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I just don't see... Why? Why Petronas are pulling out though? Because MotoGP is in the best place it's ever been. Yeah, it's incredible it's the, in terms of exposure, in terms of quality, in terms of everything. Mm. I I don't. Th- their brand is going out there, especially with Rossi now. Yeah. But you know, Petronas existed before Rossi. They would exist after him. Yeah, they've existed for years. You know, they've been around forever, but they just kind of dip in and out of products when they need to. It's um. It's a weird operation they've got going there at Patronus, but it's just a shame that, you know, it's a Malaysian team and it's a Malaysian sponsor and they're not even supporting their own, which kind of sucks, if I'm honest, you know. Um, 
but who do they support? Because they've literally only one who's of any note who's like coming through, and that's Asman in the CUV. Yeah, who races for the Sapangana International Circuit team anyway. Yeah, Monlo, so, Monlo Garage, but Sapanga International Circuit team. Yeah, like so it's, the, not like, um, so it's not like they aren't supporting him. No, it's like, um, what's his name, Noradin riding in the intact team for the SIT team. Mm. Speaking of, I think he would, if the Dixon thing is true, I think we'd see Noradin on the Petronas bike for the Moto2. Mm. Oh he's, yeah, he's the logical option. Yeah, Noradin actually has been quite solid. You know, like it's mm. pretty hard to touch the first top two riders in the CV this year, but he's had a few podiums and things like that. He's doing decent. You know, I think he would probably struggle a little bit in the World Championship, but he's decent. I don't think he last. You know? Like he's been slightly above Tiger Harder's level, and Harder wasn't last today. No, exactly. Yeah, so I would say, yeah. Get get Noradin in, but I think the sick team will continue without Petronas. You know, they used to run in Moto three with a different sponsor. They can run in Moto two with a different team or band together with a team because teams have been known to merge. You know, it's not out of the ordinary. Like with was it Tasker Racing and oh, what team was it? The Tasker Racing merged with a few years ago. Font or something, wasn't it? Like no, I'm... it was in isn't the World Championship. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was a, like it was the Tasca Font or something racing was wasn't it? Yeah, well Tasca Racing, obviously they had Remy Gardner and then they had Tanucci before that. They and then obviously Simeon. At the end of A year, I'm pretty sure they merged with the Pons team. Um which is probably why they're so bad these days. Um, but yeah, bad. so they merge with a team, you know, so it could be that the sick team, I don't know, merged with the team who, who need a little bit more support, you know, maybe like the SAG team or the Grassini team for next year, or even even the Intact TP team, you know. Yeah. But Well, speaking of Intact, um, that leads me on to my next point that I wanted to make was, do you think Augusto Fernandez might be looking at the Yamaha seat? Because apparently mm. Tony Arbolino has signed for VDS next year. Sam Lowe's has been offered a contract for next year for VDS. Yeah. Where does Fernandez go? Well, that's a weird thing because a lot of riders have been linked to that blooming VDS team. There's another rider who I thought about just then. They've completely lost it again now. Um, but Arbolino's been linked to it. Apparently Arbolino signed. Yeah, all right. And then, well, Fernandez has been linked to... Augusto Fernandez has also been linked to the now sick team in MotoGP. Uh, he's mm. also been linked to the Red Bull KTM IO team, which would be good to have a Costa next to a pretty seasoned race winner veteran as a class now, I'd say. Mm. You know, um, I but don't of course, know, the, other, the other name in that frame for the other IO seat now is, uh, is apparently Lecona. Yeah, well... So if yeah. Lecona does sign that IO seat, you've got to think that Fernandez is probably going to be the one to go up. Yeah, because Which he's, would be out, nice. he's out of a seat. Like, that apparently Lowe's has signed for 22, and mm. Arbolino has apparently inked the contract. Yeah, because that's and, what, what Neil Hodgson dropped out, didn't he, accidentally? Yeah, unconfirmed, yeah, but confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything we hear these days. It's come, oh, it's happening, it's happening two weeks later, or it's completely different. Yeah, or it's like yeah, he, it's... he actually said it's happening, and he never does that. No, but he doesn't. I, do I that. did see that on um, I can't remember one foreign site. I saw it as well. That he, they apparently he did it already. 
Ooh, interesting. Well, it's a good squad at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's a VDS team. It's a factory Moto GP team in Moto 2. You know, they're a very, very, very good team, you know. But my point I was making is, who would you prefer? Would it be, who would your preferred team be? Binder Lacona, Binder Fernandez, or Lacona Fernandez? Um, Lacona Fernandez, and yeah. then Binder in Moto 2. Yeah, that would I, be I just think it'd be the smarter option for the future. Yeah, I think so too. Like, But at the end of the day... The, the other thing that I wanted to point out was it's not impossible. Jack Miller did it. Yeah, he did. And aside from that, apparently, jump to MotoGP from Moto2 is bigger than the jump from Moto3 to Moto2. So why oh, not yeah. just cut out the middleman? Yeah. It's, um, at the end of the day, it might take a few more years to adapt, you know, like Jack Miller did. And Jack Miller could have technically really gone via Moto2 and still arrived at the same level of MotoGP. But mm. why not just cut out the middleman if you can, you know? Mm. I said this, I just I just don't think... There's a lot of possibilities, a lot of various inks on contracts mm. that may not have been inked. Yeah, it's it's a weird... I love Cause silly we, season. Because we were told that Messiah signed to go to Moto2 before the season even started. Yeah. And now, and now we're in Acosta's going to be the one going up. Yeah, and that Messiah might even stay in Moto2 next year. Three next year with the IO team. Yeah. Next to Moreira, you know, so... Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a freaking weird one, like, but I do love this silly season, you know. Like, I've got the Moto2, like, race results next to me. Yeah. You know, like, who's going to take that? Well, the rumour I've heard now, the Aspart Moto2 Bosco Scuro will go to Fermin Aldegay, because, yes. obviously, he's already on a Bosco Scuro. He's already racing for Aspar Moto2. Yes. You know, in that's... Yeah. No, in the, in the, in the Moto2, sorry, yeah. So he's already got both links. It makes perfect sense to put him on a team that's already got podiums this year. You know, it's the Aspar team. Yes, I've uh, I've I have asked the question and received an answer, but uh, yeah, I can't say. Oh, you haven't even told me that. You have to message me. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, um, so I, that's you know, weird. Nope. But then obviously the you might have, but I, I'm just crap at reading messages. Yeah. You know, and obviously the Grassini Moto Two team. See now, this is the stumbling block for me. Yeah. Because we are hearing very different things. We are. And if if what we're hearing is true, obviously... So Gigi what's yours? Out. What's Gigi's yours? out and up. Yes, we Balega is not performing as expected, so probably will lose his seat. Yes. Unfortunately. Where did he finish today? He finished... I can't even find him. Mm, well, oh, he finished all. 22nd. That says it all, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but what over you are going to be the two Grassini Moto2 teams next year? Jeremy Alcoba. Yes. And Gary Rodrigo. Yes, see now that we are heard. Of, yeah, like I've slotted in Rodrigo and you slotted in Alcoba. That's the thing. Yeah. We haven't heard them together. No, we haven't heard them together. But, I've heard a majorly are conflicting. We, are we thing. allowed to say the reason? Mm, let's just say Sorry, this is difficult to everybody listening. Should we one, just just say one of the that, riders uh, has been linked to a different Moto Three team? One of those two riders has been linked to a different Moto Three team. Yes, and aside from that, that we are also hearing that perhaps the there will be one less Moto Three team. Yeah. So make of that what you will. If both are going up to the Grassini Moto Two. Yeah. But so, yes, also <laughs> hearing that Gabriel Rodriguez will stay, still on a Honda. In Moto3, mm. but with a different squad. 
a different, very fast, definitely, you can, you can definitely see this team, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> apparently they're saying that this team want to get rid of their, one of their current riders want to go up because yeah. they've sacked his dad. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, we're trying to be as... We don't want to name these teams just in case it gets us in trouble. But, but use your head. Yeah, we're giving you as much information as we can. We're spoon-feeding you. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that puts a Moto3 race winner in Moto2 next year, maybe in Grassini. Mm, that's that's the thing, you know. It's, it's mm. a fight because it, it would make perfect sense for... It would make perfect sense. For one of them to stay, take the seat of the guy who's going to go into Moto Two. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a weird one. And then of course you've got the other seats that are, not pay seats, but less desirable seats. Yeah. Who it's, it's, many many people could fill. It's it's a weird situation. I can see Joe Roberts changing teams because I don't know where the hell he's at this year, but it's not where we expect him to be. I don't want him to because. If he goes back to where I think he would go, mm. that blocks a certain Suzuki man. Yeah, so there's a certain, what, 10 times winner now in Moto America? Yeah, but of course, if he goes Chev anyway, then that's a much yeah. better route for him. So I would could say, right, we'll just say, Sean Della Kelly, if he comes over from Moto America, I'd want to see him do the Chev first for one year just to get his groove back in there. You know, he's 19 years mm. old. If he goes into Moto2 World Championship in 2023, he'll only be 21. Yes. That's I'd, I'd love to see him with Chiati or something because they are by far and away the best team yeah. in Moto2 team. Yeah, like he... I think Alex S. Krieg will probably have one Chiati seat. Yes. If either... Yeah. yeah, if either Charlie Nesbitt or Sean Dillon Kelly gets a Chiati seat or... If the American racing team use the power that is the American racing team to help promote American racing by creating an American racing Chev team and bring an American rider over, which is what you'd expect this team to do. Yeah, then but you'd expect we'll see them an American team. racing team and what they do are two very different things. Yeah, it's about filling the pockets of somebody, really, but hey ho. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and that's the problem. Like, that is ideally, problem. I would like to see SDK come up into Chev with ART, with yeah. a view to 2023, alongside maybe Cam, maybe mm. Joe. Well, the, where, where does this slot Ramirez? Because the, the talks are, see, he's out. See, now this is the interesting bit for me, because I can see him on the other Grassini seat. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Like, that's just my thought. That's not anyway. But, mm. you know, he's a proven Moto2 rider. He's, he's starting to find his feet before he got he's hurt. He's very good, mate. He's yeah, he's an good. excellent rider. Mm. And, you know, he's a he's a good rider. He brings money. Mm. Yeah, he like, does. He's got good sponsors behind him. Yeah, like, you know, he's he's had plenty of sponsors. Like, I, I don't see any downside to signing Remy Rez, to be honest. I really he don't. Is- He's got a hell of a lot of potential. His gap for potential is massive. You know, time is ticking a little bit, but mm. he's even, a weird rider. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be unhappy to see a, a Roberts and Ramirez swap, to be honest. Or maybe a pairing again at Isaltrans. But then where does LDP go? Back to Grassini. I don't know. It's gutting with LDP. Like, obviously, he crashed out today. This was supposed to be Patronus. <laughs> I know, we've just gone a tangent, but fuck it. <laughs> That's like, why people like, it's fine. Yeah, like, I'm gutted, right? 
we will go and cover all three races and we're just talking about Moto2 for the time being I think um, I'm gutted about this uh, Lorenzo Talaporta because every bloody session I'm raving about him you know he's top 5 he's top 10 he's doing so well and yet he's freaking crashing every race or when he gets to the race he just loses his head but he has got an unbelievable amount of potential on that Moto2 bike mm. and he's just not using it at all and it's actually driving me insane because that's the other thing I viewed is uh, LDP back down to Moto Three with Leopard. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. But if that's the case, then it screws something else up. Um, so <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I, just, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's, there's so many connotations in Moto Two right now because they, so basically, Petronas pulling out has set off a chain reaction among all three classes. Yeah, it has. Yeah. And, and it's like crap. We need to find more. And seats. we have, we haven't even got the mo like two Moto three silly season with what we did since the last time we discussed it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just mad. Fucking hell, man! It's like, I I just if I was in Moto two right now, there's pretty much every seat almost available because everybody's doing musical chairs. Apart from one seat, mate. There is one seat in that class that will never remain. Will never be changed. That is Marcel Schrotter in Tat GB. Yeah, true that. <laughs> yeah, you would be there till he's 48, like. He is bloody glued to that seat. It doesn't matter if they're on a suitor or a bloody gay legs. He is yeah. glued to that seat. Yeah, um, because there's a certain Intact GP seat. If yeah, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot that. Yeah, that's a good team. You know? That's a very, very solid team. Yeah, unless like, your name's Thomas Luffy and you... Yeah. Well, he nearly won the title on it, to give him his yeah. credit. And then he kicked off like mad at them for whatever and fell out with them. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look where you are now, Tom. Uh, they were silly well, moves, mate. Well, he got his first top ten of the season today, so... Was it his first? Yeah, it was, yeah. Did he not get one at Barcelona after Dupasquia? Don't think he did. You may be right, Dan. Hold on, but either I'll way. Google it quick. Either way. To... Yeah. Like... He could retire at the end of the year then, they? Yeah, that opens up an SAG seat. Like, you wouldn't yeah. want to go to SAG, but let's buy the buy. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, that's his first top ten. Oh, happy days, then. Like, typically, you found a bit of pace now when it's probably a bit late. Mm, it's a big shame, I mean... It, I mean, he may not want to stay after what happened this season, don't get me wrong, but... He's made yeah. his millions in Moto2 and MotoGP anyway. He's made a lot of money in his racing career, believe it or not. Thomas yeah. Luffy is very wealthy. John Luthi had money before he raced as well, though. Yeah, he did, yeah. But so, that car expert and all that, Intuit and sponsorship. Like, Intuit, yeah. I didn't realise, are a betting company. Yep. They're a gambling company, mate. Hertz They're paying as well. Bank. Sorry? Like, Hertz, the car hire company. Really? They've sponsored him for ages. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's for the reason all his lids are yellow. Yep. And so, do, do Pasquier carry the same sponsors? Yep, you've got it. Like, yeah. that, that'll open up an SAG seat yeah good seat but it's a pay seat you have to pay for that ride that's the only issue do you know the only thing that I think we haven't discussed that someone should take a punt on what Lonzo Lopez yeah I'll, I can imagine him being in the next two next seat yeah yeah but someone should take a punt on him like if, if well I, I'm saying Pons just to cut you off there yeah. Pons mate he was an absolute freaking superstar on that Pons Kalex if Fermin does indeed go to Aspar, yeah, mm-hmm, then 
Lopez should should replace Navarro. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because Navarro is not going to stay. Like no, he's he's officially crashed out so many times now that I think he's actually broken the Moto Two record now. I think today, for once, wasn't his fault actually. But no, it wasn't. And for once, it wasn't Manzi's fault either. It wasn't. It was. Um... And I saw someone say, "Oh, was Cambobia's penalty harsh?" No, was it? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he was a twat. To be honest, he, he, he ruined three fucking races by coming into what in the turn one. But yeah, let's just let him off because he's American. Fuck you, yeah, America. But um, Navarro's having an okay season this year. But you know, he's had too many okay seasons now. I need to frustrate the hell out of me tomorrow because he's fast. Yeah, he'll. He should. I think he'd win a World Supersport Championship as a rookie though. Oh, yeah, he, he, he could easily go and do a locker. Bang him on that uh, bar dial and twat him in World Superbikes a year after. Sorted, mate. Yeah, like, he's he's mad fast, Navarro, but yeah, he's for some man. reason he just doesn't seem to have an understanding of what a limit is. Yeah, like like when you're riding, you know, and you are, like, I'm talking like a bloody race, but you know, in like you're on the limit, you can feel the limit, you know, yeah. you know it's there, you know, and... He's just like, yeah, pff, whatever. Yeah, he, he just doesn't seem to have the understanding that the limit is the limit. He <laughs> yeah. thinks, oh, yeah, I could just adjust this limit a little bit. <laughs> and then before you know it, he's on the floor and there's 23 crashes in the season. Like, yeah, like, I think last year he crashed out of more races than he actually finished. Hmm. Like, it was ridiculous. I, why like, Machner picked him up? I don't know. They're going to go bankrupt, man. I, I said that to Machner. I was like, bro, you're going to get bankrupt, mate. Yeah, like, you imagine the payout. Imagine the le- amount of leather. They they must have oh. killed so many fucking cows, man. Yeah, like, rest in peace. Well, like, yeah, rest in peace of the bloody cows they've killed because yeah. it's bloody nutcase. <laughs> yeah, just a die of yellow so you can crash, like, fuck off. Yeah, nah, Navarro, honestly, he's just, he, he's done. He's done. And yeah. Lopez would be a, an excellent fill-in in our seat. I, like, I, I'd go even go as far as saying, right now, Aspar would probably be a better shout mm. than the official speed-up team. But yeah, of course, I, I we agree. don't know the second speed Aspar seat either. Like, is Arena staying? Oh, Arenas will stay, 100%. Because he, thing, he's underwhelmed. He, he's done all right this weekend. He, he was on in the top 10 before his crash. He got knocked off, mm. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but like, on the whole? I, I genuinely rate his Moto2 season so far as a rookie. I think he's actually done quite well. I'm not sure. See, like, I, I think, I think he's done slightly worse than I expected him to do. Mm. A, a, a rider of his talent. He just takes a while to get going. I think that's his issue. But yeah, once he gets going, he's three. a world champion. Yeah, but when, he, by the time, but if you give him the amount of time he needed to get going in Moto Three <laughs> and Moto Two, he'd be thirty-three. Yeah, but by the time he's in Moto GP, he will be forty. <laughs> yeah, like literally, he will win the title by the time he's thirty-three. Hey, if he wins the title, that's all they care about, you know. I think he'll be staying at two for the next few years now. He'll build his craft. He's all right, you know. Yeah, because, like, Honda Team Asia pretty much going to stay where they are, aren't they? Yeah, they will, yeah. Because, like, Agura's not going to go up or down at this point. Neither will Chandra. Because who's going to, even if they got rid of Chandra, who's going to come up? Is the hard. No, As the hard goat is the hard point. Yeah. 15th is the hard goat. Exactly. But um, moving back a little bit, I want to go on to Moto3 now and work through the races. But I'll start with some little transfer talk as well. So I'll see <laughs> Javi, Javi, whatever his name is, Martinez Aspar, whatever his name is. What's his first name? It is Javi, isn't it? Jorge. Uh, Jorge Martinez Jorge Aspar. Aspar. Jorge Martinez, is it? He confirmed, obviously. Well, he's confirmed that Guevara and Garcia will stay in Moto3. 
Yes. But Garcia has won so many races. I don't want him to stay in Moto3. I think Garcia's ready. I, I do too. I, 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 I think Guevara will be a title contender next season. He was stunning today. Just want to put he's, that out there. What he's doing, I think, is, is an assurance he has time. He's yes. just working it out. He's riding within himself to learn the tracks. Yeah, because like, it's a he, lot. He's not it's doing a what a Pedro... Like, Pedro, I think, is... He's a stunning rider, but it's like he's in a rush almost. Pedro is just an extraordinary talent, I think. Yeah, and that's but like, the... it, it, like, it seems... I think Guevara... I, I'll still maintain I think Guevara is better. Guevara but, is an above-average rookie. But my, my point is, it's like Pedro Costa just... Is, is in a rush to get to MotoGP and he... Yeah. Like you can tell he just wants to be higher and faster. And, it's because he, he knows he can do it. He's in. Yeah. The, he's got the best team on the grid, you know, so he's got the options to get there. And Guevara is basically doing whatever, what you'd expect him to do, if not yeah. better than that. I think he's there. actually overperforming what you'd expect of a rookie, Guevara. Yeah, Guevara honest. is definitely overperforming. But I think he's been given assurances by Aspar and a way of working that mm. he will be retained for at least the next year, if not the year after. Mate, you don't win a Chev Moto 3 title in, you know, as a rookie and not get retained for the next three years, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think with him, like, with him retaining Garcia as well, I think is a statement of, if you can go and beat Garcia next year, you go up. Good luck. Yeah, like, good luck if you can beat Garcia. But the thing is, again, I don't want Garcia to stay down because... Like I'm all for keeping riders down, but he has done his time in Moto Three now. This will be his. This is his third year, and then yeah, but he's had two very underwhelming years. That's the problem. Yeah, on the Australia Gold Tour, yeah, but then the, look at him now, bang straight. He's battling for the yeah, title now. Somewhere happy. Mm, he's doing yeah. well, and so yeah, maybe he can sacrifice a year so he can stay in Moto Three again, and maybe do a Bastianini. Bastianini spent a lot of years in Moto Three, got second place, and carried two more years in Moto Three after. So. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. He's two years ago was the youngest rider on the Moto Three grid. He's actually only eighteen years old now. So yeah, he can afford another year in Moto Three. I th- but... I I think it's a I think Aspar has advised him to to do this. And yeah. when Aspar and Nagotarol speak to you and advise you of something, you listen. Mm. So if that's the case, and they think, oh, the better option here is to keep you down for another year, where I think you can compete for the title, go up a champion, you listen. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's a silly decision at all. I, I think he would be fine in Moto2. Yeah, and it's, it's, you've got to remember, so at least like the gas gas factory rider as well, this could open the door in uh, IO at the end of next year. The, well, the other thing, the other thing, sorry to cut you off here on that, the other thing I've heard is that um, apparently Gas Gas want to sponsor a Moto2 team next year. Their Aspar team. Yeah, I think they're working out a deal because to work well, out... See, I've heard that Aspar will be separate. Oh, okay. And they'll take over another team. I don't know who it didn't think, but um, or you was they want to take over a separate team as the Gas Gas Factory team. Jeez, that'd be cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, so the, maybe they're just holding out Garcia for that. Mm, maybe, but it's it's a weird musical chairs in Moto Three at the moment. Mm. I think obviously they've said it on TV, so we can talk about it. Uh, Simon Crayfar basically said that Joel Kelso is wanted by lots of Moto Three teams, which is good. We rate Joel. He's freaking quick. He's one of three Chev yeah. race. You know, we've had him on the podcast. If you want to go back and listen as well, interesting you know, guy, very interesting guy. Yeah, he's freaking. Is the way into the racing is sick. The way he got into it all. Yeah, but you know, he's, he's wanted by a lot of teams as well. You know, and 
a lot of eyes are on him now. You know, he was absolutely fantastic at Aragon recently in the Chef. You know, he is, and then obviously his race went at Portimao. I think he's ready as well. You know, it's just a case of, like, I've spoken to him. I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, that he doesn't want to pay for a ride in Moto3, which freaking fair play, mate. Why the hell would you want to pay to risk your life to do this? Mm. So, you know, he, but he is being looked at by some top teams, you know, so... Yeah, the problem is, I think, money talks. It does. And, and if... I think if, if he does want to go into this planet next year, because we know he's good enough, but talent alone just isn't enough anymore, unfortunately. It's just the no. way of the world. And no, I think if he does want to go up, he's going to have to come up with a couple of shackles. It's just, yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah, because um, his passport doesn't help him either, unfortunately. But um... Yeah, down under. Or Australian, you know. You know, when, you, when, when you look at the passport and it's upside down, you can't read it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> does gravity even work over there? I don't even know. Everybody falls up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there, there are more rumours as well of the Valentino Rossi Motor 3 team. But... Well, that's, that's going to happen. Like, even, well, if, even if Rossi doesn't go up, mm, the riders think, will. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. But, like... The thing is, though, it's quite interesting, actually. There have been a lot of teams leaving the championship recently. Obviously, the Shredder Galithia team left, the R46 left, now Patronus left. What's going on in the background? Is Donna screwing it up or what? It's, I think it's just money and COVID, honestly. Because mm, and obviously, the World Wide Race team left as the well. O- the only people who made money over the COVID were mask manufacturers. Yeah. Like, that, that's much. just how it is. Everyone suffered. And suddenly, mm-hmm. like, a luxury, because it is a luxury sponsor at a team. Yeah, racing teams. It's not an essential, it's a luxury. And suddenly luxuries had to be cut back. Like Monla were out beforehand, we knew this, but they that's because they've just poured everything into CV. But they've got about three hundred riders at the minute in C V. Mm, which they got yeah, a lot. It's fine. Yeah. But the others were like I I'm sure they were COVID based because they couldn't afford it. Mm, like, absolutely, yeah. It's just it's sad, but money money talk again. <laughs> does unfortunately it's, um, it's always a shame because obviously well the big thing that we're waiting for out of motor 2 as well in, in terms of vr46 is bear's announcement mm. because he's not going to patronus no, that, 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 that's we know that now like he's not going he's going to go to vr46 that's yeah real. like yeah, it's, it's the worst kept secret in the paddock like if, if you haven't figured it out by now then why the hell are you listening to this <laughs> like uh... let's be honest but of course then the motor two seat opens up, yeah, and there's two. Yeah. There's basically two riders together. Mm. It's a straight yeah. shot between Mino and Aunt Dally in it. Yeah, it's literally it's pretty much the only other perhaps could be if Pons do indeed take Lopez is they slot Manzi in, but which I can't see him doing at no, all. Nope, it's not like it's very unlikely. But Manzi will be World Super Sport champion next year. <laughs> I wouldn't be unhappy. Um, the thing yeah. is like. Like Manz, he's he's been solid, just not solid enough. Uh, like he's decent. I he's think like he's another four. one of those. Like ev- all everybody says to me, like that I'm reading at the minute is Jake Dixon would be amazing on a bigger bike with all the power. You know, I think mm. the same of Manzi. Like Man- I think if you chucked him on a Ducati, he could make a turn and he would be excellent. In a world superbike, yeah, it's just if we could stay no, on in, it. <laughs> in MotoGP, honestly. Like Jesus. I, think, I genuinely think if you put him on, say, the Avintia bike or the Pramac bike, he would do well. He, I think he's just one of those riders who needs power, same as Dixon. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Dixon because he's proved it, but Mackenzie has never proved it. So I'm no. uh... Oh, it's a hudge, don't get me wrong, but like he's, yeah. he's very peco in his riding. Like yeah. you know, he, him and Peko are very similar in style and approach. Yeah. Peko can make the Ducati turn just through his style of hanging off. And I I yeah. I, I I mean, he's never going to get the chance. Nor in his current performance, he's not going to get the chance. He's just no, not. Freaking wait. Well, unless he brings two million to the table. Rossi, give him two million, but. <laughs> yeah. But like, you, like you know what I mean. Like, I think it's one of those that you we'll never know. But I, I have a hunch he would be all right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, I want to move on to the actual motor free coverage now. Mm. Um. I don't really know where to start because what the hell why is that race? We, why don't we start with the start and what about the goat Andy Farid taking one point in B fifteen? <laughs> well, I want to start with um, the incidents. So oh, there was loads. I can't right, remember so now. You got to refresh me, my brain. I ain't taking any notes because <laughs> Mido and Salvador racing oh, incident or at fault. Friendly fire as <laughs> yeah. one of our friends puts it quite well. Racing incident um, or at fault. I'd say racing incident down to the inexperience of Salvador. No, Salvador. see, I, I'll have to disagree with you there. I think Salvador had the line. Yeah. Mino tried to turn in on him, thinking he was going to turn tighter, and he didn't. Like, but he had the line. Mm. Yeah, Binder, but, uh, fucking idiot. Racing incident. No, no, it wasn't, mate. Yes, it was. Binder had no right. Let Let me tell you why. Let me okay. to use a really Welsh expression. Oh, and let me tell you for why. Yeah. Right, the door was wide open because it's the natural racing line that Sasaki took. Yeah, like it, it's not so. It's not so much a racing incident as a Red Bull ring incident. In that, the way you have to ride the Red Bull ring means you have to almost sweep. Mm. And the natural racing line that Sasaki took invited the the attack because the door was left wide open. You cannot blame Binder for going through an open door. Sasaki should have half expected, especially knowing, like, he would have known Binder was behind him. Yeah. He should have half expected some form of an attack. Yeah. On the flip side, on the flip side, I don't think Binder needed to make the move where he made it. He 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 was faster than Sasaki. It was aggressive, but I I don't think it was unfair. I don't think it crossed the line. But Uh, he was faster than Sasaki anyway. He could he could have probably got past him on the straight going to T one. I I don't think he needed to rush the move, no, which he, he did. But like I also don't believe that he was at fault for going for a gap that existed. That's the like, problem. Yeah, you can go for a gap and all that, but it's choosing the freaking moments, you know. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if if it's Moto three is a bear pit, yeah, and if he didn't attack, who's to say he wouldn't have gotten attacked? Like, you, you've just mm. got to go for it. And if yeah. there's an open door, like, if he'd come straight through and made a gap yeah. by smacking into Sasaki, there, definitely yeah. punishable. But the fact that the gap was already there because Sasaki was on the natural racing line, which is wide, mm. it's an, it was open and he took it. I, I really don't see a problem. Like, it's very unfortunate for Sasaki that he went down, mm. but Sasaki also, I think, needs to take a slight amount of responsibility and think I should have expected a move because of the natural racing line. No, it, it's no. not like Rodrigo did yesterday to Suzuki where there was no room. Ugh, idiot. Like, like idiot, that guy. On that bro. same corner, Suzuki took 
covered the line of the inside and Rodrigo still tried to create the hit. Yeah, he did. Binder didn't do that. So I think that no further action was fair. Fair dues, fair dues. Um, moving on. <laughs> I think, right, one of the best rides of today's race was by Eisen Guevara, mate. Like, yeah. I know you're a bit biased and you love him, so I know you'll agree. But he set the freaking lap record, right? And closed on, on like three seconds in like two laps. On his own. On his own. Yeah, mate. not even in a pack, just slipstreaming, just flying. Yeah, like, like he I, could, I think he ran he out of tire. With yeah, I do think he ran out of tire. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, which, you know, that's experience. You know, it'll come. Yeah. But he's proven he got the speed. He's proven it multiple times over the course of the year already. Catalonia, for example. Yeah, Qatar. Mm. Yeah, Qatar. <laughs> well, yeah. He's, he's uh, he he deserves to be there, and he's proven it time and again. Mm. Like to bridge a three-second gap to riders like Binder and Messia, that, that's not oh, no, feat. It, it wasn't even Binder; it was. Um... Well, he had to pass the Patronus boys first, didn't he? Yeah, he caught up to the Patronus boys, beat them, and then caught up to Messia. Mm. Like if if they didn't have a last lap shenanigans, he probably would have been top five. But yeah, um, mate, he was unreal. if Granny had balls, she'd be grandpa, wouldn't she? That's, that's yeah. just how it is. Like, but yeah, I, I I think he was definitely noteworthy because to do what he did on your own that mm. was seriously impressive, unbelievable. Like he's a class rider, you know. And another rider who we have talked about, whose class is his teammate Sergio Garcia, who came in thirteenth on the grid. And got his revenge in the race win. Oh, I haven't done predictions also. No, well, Gary and is he, so... No, we'll, we'll, we'll read them out well, anyway. uh, Yeah, just do it for us, fuck it. But, um, Whatever. <laughs> like, if, if Gary's right, he, he, he just can't drink it in, so... Fuck yeah, it, it's got it. Well, neither of us got it right anyway, because you went with Garcia, Acosta, Alcoba. Gary mm. Lee went with Acosta, Garcia, Fernandez. And I went with Acosta, Garcia, Messia. Close. Um... So yeah, we all got it wrong. I don't think but... anybody. I, I don't think anybody remembered Fodger, and the fact that he did DNF last race. So that means he's going to go podium. Yeah. Well, he got twenty second last weekend. So we're like, oh yeah. yeah. So, but... so he's podium this week. So now for Silverstone, he's going to DNF or finish outside the points. Yeah, because it, it continues. It's eleven races in now, and he yeah. either DNFs, finishes outside the points, or gets a podium. There is literally no other. No <laughs> other. <laughs> he has not come from fourth to fifteenth. Yeah. At all. He's freaking mantle, like, 4 to yeah. 15, nah, no thanks, I want silverware or zero, thank yeah. you. And I, I know you hate him, but over the past two races, I think Fanati has been excellent. He's been good, but he's a prick, so... Yeah, but, like, ride, if you just focus strictly on the riding... Strictly on riding, mate, he's outstanding. His race yeah. start was absolutely ridiculously good. Yeah, it's like someone stuck a firework up his bum, like. Yeah, he's just like, boom, let's go, Rocket Romano, you know. But yeah, like, um, but he's still not forgiven for what he's done. But riding-wise, no, I thought he was, I think, a good example of how to ride the Red Bull ring. Yeah, he's, he obviously uses mountains of experience to be able to do that. Took pole for the first time since 2017 as well. On his own as well. Yeah, on his own. <laughs> like that's that's impressive. Like it's proof that you don't necessarily need a strip stream around uh, around the rebel ring. No, you don't. You can just do it by yourself. Because the two fastest laps of the thing of the race were Garcia uh, Guevara on his own, and Paul was Fanardi on his own. It's wild. Yeah, mad, isn't it? And um, Pedro Costa as well did really well. Is some of his bloody moves again and his saves 
Oh, like, he literally is, like, gelled to that bike. I think he knows what the bike's going to do before he even thinks about it, you know? That's a, that's a sign of a quality rider, isn't it? He's just, he's like... Preempt, he's, he's, he's Mark Marcus style. He's preempting the crash. He has got a head on his shoulders twice the age of him. Mm. He is, I, like... I, I, I'm starting to think, you know, like, um, when African footballers come over to Europe and they're really 48 when they sit past what says they're 17? <laughs> yeah. I think Acosta's really 30. Yeah, like, he is so mature, his racecraft is phenomenal, you know. He's earned his move up to Moto. Yeah, like, he is... There's no other way to say it. He, he, yeah, he, he's, he's a phenomenon. He, he we is, have not seen a rider this special in the lower ever. class since Mark Marquez. Well, we have never seen a start of a rookie season in the lower class like this ever. The, the, Ever the only, in the history of the sport. Yeah, the only two riders in recent memory I can think come close to being as good as they are in a lower class bike are Marquez and Joan Mia. Um, and Loris Caparossi is the last ever 125cc champion as a rookie in 1990. So 1991 years apart. Was it in 91? No, 1990 it was. Because he backed it up for the 1991. Nah. He did the double. Yes, and he's also still the youngest world champion in the lower yeah, class with that. Which is mental. 17. But, yeah, it's crazy. Well, Acosta coming in at 17 this year. I don't know about the days, because I was looking at it the other day, but I didn't actually be able Acosta, to work if it out. he wins the title, will be the youngest ever. Is that uh, where you're going? That's by, by something like, I think it was, I can't remember off the top of my head, I looked like weeks ago. It's like ago. 20 days different. Yeah, it's something like 30 super... days, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like much. tiny be tiny in it but you know like really impressive but it's also a distinct possibility mm. like Mental. just I, like other rides of note doing well first of all um hopefully we'll see Xavi Artigas back in Silverstone yeah exceptional talent he's just having a shit run of luck this year and he's uh tested positive for the Rona so that's uh kept him out of both these races mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll see Nicolo Antonelli back Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Because <laughs> uh, obviously Bartolini and Tadai were the other India riders this weekend. Yep. Um, broke his arm. Broke his wrist, sorry. But possibly will be fit enough. Don't know yet. Mm. Well, maybe. And He's I so unlucky, you know. I want to talk about um, Andrea Mino for a bit. Okay. Just simply, what the fuck's he up to lately? It's just, well, he, he wasn't... He was unlucky today, but he's been so unlucky this year, getting knocked out like Mugello and all that. But at the same time, it's the McPhee effect of if you're in the pack, you're at risk. Like yeah. he, we know Mino is good enough to lead races constantly. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's an exceptional talent. Yeah. And we thought he finally figured it out after the first half of this season. Well, first yeah. quarter. After like, he moved oh. to a Honda. Yeah, we thought, oh, you are. Like, hello, Mino's doing good, yeah? Like, is this the year? And now yeah. it's just gone tits up. Yeah, he's and I don't know it, what he? he's doing. Like, I just honestly, if I if I knew him, I would go with him and I just slap him. <laughs> I, I just don't know what the fuck he's playing at. No, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely it's, it's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. Like, with respect to Nicolo Andonelli, I don't think he'll ever win a World Three title. No, no Mino could. Yeah, Mino's got it in him, you know. Mm. But Andonelli haven't. Like, so Andonelli just like. Uh, never mind Nicolo under the next one, but but yeah. me, like fuck's sake, it's it's not quite a strange one to be honest. But um, yeah, Minio is just a he's a 
It's a phenomenal and he's just getting really unlucky this year, but he needs the Moto 2 move now, I think, because he's otherwise going to fall into the trap of John McPhee where he's just... Yeah, I think the Moto 2 move is his. Yeah, I do as, too. As long... As long as Niccolo doesn't have an amazing second half of the season, which he ain't going to. No, because it's <laughs> hard to think that Niccolo was second in the championship at one point. Mm. That's just frustrating. Yeah, it is, yeah. I think it's but, time for uh, Antonelli to leave the championship and go to Supersport as well, to be honest. Yeah, Antonelli is... He's just a strange one. He's just so unlucky. He's always getting injured. That's the problem. Oh, he's made a glass, city. he? made a fucking weed the bix like. His collarbones, mate, are twigs. Yeah, literally, they're like cheese strings. Yeah, it just snaps so often. What like, he needs he is to be made of rubber. Yeah, like he hasn't snapped one in a while now, but he's always blooming doing it. I don't think that man has ever been fully fit riding a bike. Even no, when he was like never. three or four, he probably heard himself like scraping his knee on his fucking push bikes or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird because he had such an amazing season back in 2015 with the Snipers team and then moved to the Red Bull KTM IO team a few years ago yeah. and nothing's ever clicked for him. You know, and the way he sets up his bike is so weird because well, he is literally stiffest suspension settings possible, you know. And and that's why he crashes. Yeah, he's just a Because strange... he hits a bump, but it doesn't soak it up. It just goes donk. Donk. You know, like, the best way I can describe it, if you're listening, go and grab a fork and hit it against your table. <laughs> that's what his suspension does. Yeah, it's freaking horrible. But, um, yeah, right, moving to motor two. Our predictions mm. from literally the most boring race of the year. Do you know what's it, really? I love MotoGP. You know, I, you know it's my favorite class. But yeah, today it was boring at the worst possible time because how good the other two races were. Yeah, it was just like amazing. It's it made it look even worse. <laughs> but it, like again, it's, it was a classic Moto Two almost in that it was boring, but there were intriguing battles all the way through the field. Yeah, there was like good stuff going on, you know, like yeah, but it the, just the Remy and Canet stuff. Yeah. Going on. Just compared to Moto Three and Moto GP, it was like fucking hell, man, do something. Yeah, you're like the that's... meme of the guy poking the stick saying, "Do something." Yeah, do something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking for Moto Two all the way through. I just wanted a guru to pass Fernandez, to be honest. But yeah, but it was. Um, I loved watching Remy and Aaron Canet because yeah, Remy passed Canet and it was quite rough, you know. The yeah. other stand up and was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," you know. Canet the next fucking lap, flips it off, banged it past him, and then Blimmin puts his finger up and shakes his finger to be like, "No, no, no, no!" Like Lorenzo did to yeah. Marquez, like, "You don't do that to me." Well, so you fight Aaron Canet? No, mate. He's like he's small. He's stocky. He's like a fucking UFC fighter. Mate, yeah, he would kill you, mate. Like, he imagine is... him against Alicia Spargo, for example, because Alicia no. looks like a chicken wing. Like, he punches soul out of his fucking body, man. Well, to be fair, Alicia looks like he could probably deck you. I would love to see Ralph Fernandez go against Aragona in a boxing match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the problem would... is, if for that, if Raul starts flagging, you can just tag in fucking Adrian, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, but Adrian would just get snapped. Yeah, like he should. But, like, that'd be the time where Ralph could get his breath back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. But um, we had a blooming rookie 1 2 in the class, which is just superb, to be honest. Superb. The, the, our predictions as well, before I skip on these. Mm. We all went with Pazecchi, which is a shame because he qualified. He crashed in qualifying. Qualified mm. in the 16th, finished the race in 10th, so gained six positions, but it was gutting, mm. honestly, to see him kind of drop back as he did. But 
You went with Bez, Canet, and Remy. So zero. Mm. Well done, me. Oh, the two experts strikes again. Um, Gary went identical to you. Yep. I went. Oh shit! Oh shit, mama! I went with Bez. Augusto mm. Fernandez and Ayagora, mate. Close. Get it. You went the wrong Fernandez, but. You what? I went with Augusto yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, yeah, no, what I mean is you should have got double Fernandez instead of Bez. Oh, I've said the wrong one. I was like, what Oh, yeah, you did. Like, you should have said Rez, Rez, no, Raul Knott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Switched Fernandez yeah. for Bez, but never mind. Oh, I got freaking two out of three. I'm quite chuffed for that. Quite chuffed for that. But, did um,. Yeah, you, one, you didn't two. get three out of three, did you, with predicting the winner like I did in Portugal, bitch? Yeah, but I've already had that as well, mate. You didn't predict the winner, did you, bitch? I don't even remember. But anyway. I do. <laughs> it's counting your victories, mate. Yeah. Well, I am getting many right, so when I do, I remember it. Yeah, good shout. <laughs> yeah, so like, we, we, meant, we meant to be the fucking experts, and we just constantly get it wrong with the predictions. Ah, yeah, well, oh, it's fine. It's, literally, you can't predict this shit. It's crazy. Yeah, sure. But, Finally, like, we've been raving about Ayagora all year long and he's finally got on the box. You know, he qualified in the front row last weekend and this weekend and he's finally on the box. You know, he has absolutely been stunning all year long. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but um, I said that just before the season started, I posted the Moto2 times on my page like yeah. in the pre-season tests at Jerez. And someone commented saying, why the fuck is Ayagora here? Like, he doesn't deserve a seat. Well, all I got to say to you, bud, is... <laughs> you dick. Uh, <laughs> you fucking yeah. melon. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely proven it. You know, he's... um, He's absolutely fantastic. You know, given his stature as well, because he's a short guy, he's a small guy. Yeah, he looks you know, like yeah, he's still, he? Yeah, he's still boshing this bloody motor two about, like, it's... Yeah, well, like, you know, he, he's showing he might be Honda's next big hope. Yeah, he I, is. I um, would have said that a year ago. No, he's only 19 as well, 19 mm. years old. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely outstanding, you know. And I'm glad for uh, Augusto Fernandez as well, after the year he's had last yeah. year and started this year. Now three podiums on the bounce, you know. We, we all know he was st- stupid talented, and finally now it's coming back through, you know. Yeah, like um, as I said last week, his uh, crew chief, I can't remember his name now, but uh, he's finally figured it out for him. Yeah, did well, did well. Um, I realised I need to stop saying you know as well, because apparently I say that about a hundred times, so that's great. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, you know. But... Do you know what I say to that? If you don't like what? it, don't listen. Fuck you. True. I have, no, I've like, listened to the podcast myself and gone, bloody hell, I don't have to say you know quite a lot. <laughs> but in fifth place... Hey, I just had a message of SDK because I sold it well done. Oh, shout out SDK. Don't know, I haven't read it yet. Uh, <laughs> you know, me and keep them keen and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it out. But, you know, th- this podcast is the focus. You shouldn't be on your phone, unlike some people. Yeah. <laughs> I literally sit here on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Most of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but... um, what he said was, fuck yeah. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. I said, nice. that, that move to win, I nearly fell off my chair. Top job. And he put, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. Top jobs, SDK. You're a legend. But yeah, in, in fifth and sixth as well, Chanter and Vietti, mate. Yeah, like, Vietti, I think was robbed. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen what actually happened between them. Apparently it was like a kamikaze move from Vietti, but... Again, but it was a Red Bull ring move. The door was open. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him to be fair, but he's he's really gelling to that meta too now. BFT, I'm really yeah. starting to be impressed by him. I was I was yet to be convinced until last season. Yeah. And what now, in meta three? Yes. But now, after the last season he had where he was competing pretty much for the thing, like he it experienced told. And I, mm. I really feared for him moving up. Like we knew he's good, but yeah. I did really fear for him moving up to Moto Two. Yeah. I but he's just he's just another one who's proven a bit of power under him and he'll you'll go well, you know? It's just Banging. it's Moto three, I think, is one of those. It's like it's not necessarily the sign of who'll do well going forward. No, because some riders don't even do Moto three, and yet they go into Moto two and do really well. So yeah, that's it. Like yes, like I I feared for him, but I I'm happy to be wrong. Definitely. Yeah, and Chantra as well is doing really solid. You well, know, that's, so... that's what I said last week. Chantra's had his two rides of the year now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Now that's like, it. All he likes this place. Like he's had his two rides of the year. Come silver said no, he'll be back to fifteenth. Like yeah, stranger on Remy as well. Like. What the frick's happened with Remy? You know, first crash of the season yesterday. I say yesterday. Yeah. On Saturday. First crash of the season. Yep. What the hell? <laughs> yep, like, there's nothing you can do about it either. It's one of those. Like, you trail breaking uh, and the front goes, you ain't saving those. Even if he names yeah. Mark Marquez, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, I'm going to move to Moto GP because we've talked about Moto too much. Wait, David, David, David. One thing I did want to mention um, yeah. was the BT Sport bias yet again. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, mate, like... Great yeah, right from Jake like, Dixon coming in at <laughs> Yeah, but they're British. They're always going to be biased towards their uh, thing. The F1 was, like, terrible for it, but... Yeah, but it just it frustrated me. Like, yeah. it wasn't a great ride. He could have done better. Yeah, no, he I started get you, I better. Get you. So, come on, don't, don't fucking put lipstick on a pig, like... <laughs> right, our predictions from GP, you... Went with Fabio, Pecco, and Oliveira. So you got one of three. Well done. Gary Lee went with me, Fabio, and Miller. So yeah, zero out of three. Well done, mate. <laughs> I went with me, Zarko for the winner, which obviously freaking crashed out. And I actually went for Brad Binder. So <laughs> I'm going to take a round of applause there for predicting Brad Binder on the podium. Brad Binder. Brad Binder. You know, like, I've got to say, right, that man has... A Bloody balls the size of Jupiter, mate. Yeah, like honestly, like as I said on my post, I've heard he had to have special tank indentations made to fit his <laughs> massive bollocks in it. Yeah, like Exxon <laughs> makes special leathers for him, which have more room around the crotch because his balls are just that big. Yeah, they're just freaking like watermelons. And like he said though, as he was going around the race, he worked out, he did the maths in his head, and worked out. How many laps are left? How mm. much time he could afford to lose a lap if he could then afford to not pit? Mm. And he worked out to perfection, finished the race with thirteen second lead mm. over Cut Francesco Bagnaia as a victory on a what was it? A it was a wet, dry bike on a soaking wet track. Yep. His tires had no heat in them. He had slick tires. His brakes weren't working because they cooled mm. right down. Mm. His suspension settings are wrong. Yeah, like, and it, it was it's worth pointing out, it was cut to 10 seconds at the line because he went on the green in the last yeah. lap, uh, lost the three seconds, which he would have got for the long lap. Oh, no, he, he finished race 15 ahead and then it dropped to 13 because mm. of the... Um... But you know something is scary when Brad Binder said it's scary. Yeah. And he said in the interview after, he lost the heat in the car brakes and they stopped working, like, and he said he was a bit scared. Like, if it scares Brad Binder, it's going to scare a normal person. Yeah, 100,000%, you know, like, 
That must have been absolutely terrifying. And it's him. not even like we're jumping on a bandwagon. We've said for years that Brad Binder is just the ballsiest writer in the paddock, maybe yeah, short of like, Mark Marquez. Yeah, like he literally just... Like we've seen it in Moto 2 and Moto 3. He goes for moves that are just obscene. And then he does this again today, you know. He the cream he's proof that the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And he is just superb rider. Yeah, like um what he does, he, he's very Max Biaggi in that he'll get alongside you and if and if you go alongside Biaggi, you'll let the brakes off and cut across you. Yeah. So Binder does that if you try and pass him and he'll just let the brakes off and pass you. He's he's up it's all clean, <laughs> no, it's perfectly legal. It's just yeah. an absolute bastard to defend against because you can't. Yeah, you can't. You literally can't. Like the way he was getting past riders today. Like, like just who was, he made a move him. on somebody quite early in the race. Oh, uh, Oliveira, on his teammate. Yeah, or was I it Lacona? No, I can't remember who it was, but he made a move on somebody here, and then we're like, "Whoa!" Oh uh, no, it was Mia. It was Mia because um, yeah, he, he sliced right across Mia, didn't he? But like yeah, legally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh my god, but it was an exhilarating race, you know, mm. and I, I'm gutted for Pecco. But- like given going off topic a second of the MotoGP, um I think it's proven that the Red Bull Ring can host races in the wet. Yeah. Of course like, it can. I I don't see why people are bitching that it's very unsafe because it isn't. No. Like it, it's not if it's unsafe, it wouldn't be on a MotoGP calendar. It wouldn't have a mulligation. End yeah, of story. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Just depends how much Red Bull are actually paying. It's not even that. Like no amount of money the donor is worth a rider dying. No, because well, the track's unsafe. It's just not worth the bad press. It's just not. They, no. There's no way they would say, "Oh, we are gonna not. We're not gonna. We're gonna look the other way. A rider could hit a wall because you give us ten million. Like they just yeah. wouldn't do it. No, it, it's a safe track. It's like obviously like it's not ma- as safe as some. But it's safe enough to host MotoGP races in any condition. Yeah. End yeah. of story. And if you don't like it, come at me. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving back onto my point. Gutted for Francesco Bagnaia, who pretty much led the entire race with free to go. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and he's, I, he's not won a race again. Yeah. He shouldn't have pitted. But then again, Mark shouldn't have pitted either. So it's around about you. Should have, would have, could have, you know. I mean, yeah. the end of the day is. Pekka could have not pitted and crashed. Mm. He did the best thing for him, to be fair. Oh, it was the most sensible, don't get me wrong. Yeah, and, you know, you've got to remember, it's in his third year in MotoGP. He may not have done too many flag-to-flags, you know, but then Binder is... But then Binder's Binder, you know, so... Yeah, Binder is Binder. But, like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not... I I understand. I'm not saying it was the incorrect decision because at the time it looked like the right decision. Yeah. But then Binder proved that, actually, it wasn't but Captain Einstein strikes again, didn't it, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And at the end of the day, like, it was just a superb ride by Bagnaia. You know, he held off Fabio Quattararo's advances perfectly and obviously used the power on the straight to bang it straight past him. And Marquez, when Marquez was going for him, he couldn't get past him because Francesco was just too strong, so defensive. And I think once we have a race finally with no anomalies at this bloody track, yeah. or I say track that he's good at, We'll see him win a race, and he'll do it in Jorge Lorenzo style of leading every single lap of the I race. I think it's next weekend. Yeah, I think the way he'll win a race is by literally leading every single lap because he's proven he can do it. He's proven he can fend people off. 
He just needs some luck because yeah. every time he has, he's leading the race, luck goes against him. Whether it's a visor on the, no, a, a tear off on the track, yeah, or it's it's something. He's, yeah, he's cracking. Wrong tire choice after a red flag. Yeah, yeah like what? Today. What I'm about to say next, I know people are gonna just whinge. Oh, you're fucking ripping on Miller again. But he's proven he is the team leader. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. Miller. Yeah. I, Miller, you know, the one who was supposedly renowned of being the ballsiest guy on the thing. Yeah. Pitted earliest and didn't make it work, which well, shocked me. Me, no, not me. Rins and Miller screwed it up mm. completely, to be honest, because at the end of the day, they lapped, they pitted too early. They pitted, yeah. they tried to jump ahead of the gun. It's not their fault, by the way, because at the end of the day, it, what could have happened is as soon as they pitted, the rain hoofed it down, you know, and they mm. felt, you know, right now is the time to pit. And they pitted, and unfortunately, they pitted too early. And when they went back out on track, everybody was still lapping quicker than them. So by the time their advantage came in, yeah, it was so. too late, and they ended up in 11th for Min, Miller and 14th for Rins. But Miller is the one who's normally the last in and will yeah. make slicks out of dry track. I race. was shocked by it, to be fair. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what I'm saying. I was actually very surprised that he stayed, like he came in and didn't stay out like, simply because it's Miller and you know he's made his name on doing stuff like that. I think because of his crash last weekend, I think there was pressure to finish a race. I think just factory pressure on the whole, and as I said previously and been attacked for it, I don't think he's going to be out for it. Uh, I and mean that ended no? yeah like I just I know we're skipping straight through the middle of the thing but um that last few laps were like just... I was shouting screaming <laughs> literally I was I watched it right I was just sat in my chair I nearly fell out of it like three or four times like genuinely <laughs> yeah. I was just I was at the very final lap I had my head so far in my hands that I was starting mm. to lose blood flow to my brain like like I had neighbors literally check up on me and be like, "You all right, mate?" <laughs> yeah, I was screaming at the thing because at one point you thought Laquona was going to get the podium. Oh, at mate, one point imagine. you thought Rossi was going to get the podium. Then it looked like it'd Marini. be Marini, and then it, it just it just all went like. And then I'm, you know, just as we would like, obviously the the once again the infamous group chat comes in. Um, yeah. I said, "Oh, Laquona, he's second. I as I typed it, I saw Pecco in the background, and I thought, "Ah, oh, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Here we go! Here we go! It's like like Jaws music. Like, yeah. like dun, 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 my dun. ideal podium would have been for Pecco to lead home Lacona. Yeah, because Lacona, I think, I I would go as far to say if Binder and Dumri done, he would have had right of the day. Yeah, oh, absolutely, you know, and it like it would have been such a kick in the mouth for KTM. Oh yeah. Or, like, if Rossi got that 200th podium, that would have been something else, man. You know, but it is what it is, and we live to see another day, and I'm just... And I think I'm annoyed at the rider, but he'll be hating himself as Alicia Spargo. Oh, second don't. to tenth just in the last don't. lap. Like, he just muffed out of it. He lost his, and, lost his head again. Like he can't ride in the wet. Yeah, and aside from that, I think, I think this is the first time where I think Aleish didn't have balls. Normally, like you can, like Aleish likes a whinge, but on yeah. track, he's, you know, he doesn't give up. Yeah. But this, I think, it just got to him. I think it freaked him out too much, and he just lost it all. Like yeah, you could see it, like when when they were catching him, you could see how careful he was being. It was like he was. Yeah. It was literally. Do you know what it reminded me of? 
he was that upright. It looked like those arcade games where you get on there and do the, and you just lead the bike to move it. Uh, <laughs> I think he had less lean angle than those. Like honestly, yeah. he just he, he just didn't look. He, he didn't look like right, a GP rider. He looked terrified. They, they looked like a bunch of amateurs that got on the track day. It was actually yeah. quite funny to watch. Yeah. But he's genuine. Like the pro riders cutting through him, you know. Yeah, but he genuinely looked scared. Like mm. and you don't you don't need fear as a GP rider. Especially not in those conditions. But, and we know Aleish was a vocal hater of the rain and Red Bull ring. I think he just mm. froze. Yeah. He, he just kind of... At the end of the day, he will hate himself for that. I Absolutely think, hate himself. I think Max and Mio came into his head, honestly. Yeah, maybe, yeah, because it was a terrifying situation. But mm. it's a C. Pecco just... Pecco must have been like... Like it's a Christmas, Christmas day, just yeah. cutting past him. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, like and then Martin genuinely. behind him, like, let's go. His eyes must have lit up when he saw them all just slithering around, like. Yeah, and then like Martin just followed him through, like, thank you, thank um, you. One thing I do want to say, I think had hmm. Mark not pitted because he was on the soft rear, I think he would have won. Maybe, yeah, it's possible because like, he would have been able to keep more heat than the soft. He looked. Unbelievably strong today. Like, well, you, you said something about him having two injections before the race because of his, yeah. he's been suffering with shoulder pain. Yeah. But I want to say, quite a lot of riders have been suffering with shoulder pain this weekend. It's not Mark, but obviously his is elevated further because of his prolonged injury. It's still, it's still the right anders and the syndrome of uh, heavy breaking zones. Yeah, but the thing is, he looked friggin' strong today, battling for that mm. win. He looked. A shade. He looked about ninety percent of what he was, you know, previously before his injury. That's going to strike fear into the pack. Yeah, like he is. Mark Marquez has arrived. He's back. So I saw a comment. Someone said, "Oh, he should have been praying for wet because he couldn't compete in the dry." Like, I think I must have watched a different race, though, dude. Yeah, because he was he was definitely battling in the dry. <laughs> was it Paul Espargaro at the front in the dry? Yeah, oh, Paul Espargaro. Well, it Don't must have been, because if it wasn't Mark, because he needed wet, then who was it? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're blind, yeah, you prick. Um, that thing with Enea Bastianini as well, that oh. was scary. That was bike porn, though. That that was, oh, when they showed it and the dry clutch was spinning, and oh, yeah. my God. One thing I was very surprised at was, um, it's, it's sad as fuck, but I liked how the radiator sat where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, overlaps on itself. Yeah. Because the, the original GP90 didn't have that. So that's, 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 a 20, like, that's a 2019 bike. Imagine what they've done in the 2021. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think everybody would have been gutted with binoculars that it was 19 that did it, not the 21. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like if, if it was the 21, it'd be, like, binoculars out. It'd write it down quick. Yeah. Like, I'm literally looking at it now. And, oh, my God. The so, see how the rad, like, doubles on itself? The, yeah, the original yeah. 19 didn't have that, so that's an update. So it's nice to see it's, they still put bits on it. Yeah, it's beautiful to look at that. And like the engine and how it's like the yeah. exhaust manifold and oh, so yeah. nice. I, I I don't know why he didn't carry on though. Well, maybe he was pulled in or, you know, he'd lost a lot of drag. He'd have lost a wing as well. you got to remember yeah. he's lost probably three wings on the left side of his ferry. <laughs> but, you know, with, with the threat of rain, I would have stayed out because you never know yeah. what's going to happen. But True, I wasn't but on the bike. He's a rookie as well, though, isn't he? So. Yeah, I wasn't on the bike, like, you know. Like, if he was pulled yeah. to the left on the street or something, then fair enough. But Yeah, fuck that. Nearly decapitated so, the cameraman. Yeah, literally. Like, like that could genuinely have cut someone's head off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Not even sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it was sketchy. Yeah, like, it was. The cameraman did really well to catch it. Yeah. Like, round of applause, Mr. Dawn, the cameraman. I don't know who you were, but you, you fucking mm. nailed it, mate. You know who should have pitted today? 
Cool. Danilo Petrucci. I, if he'd I, have pitted me, I think he could have freaking won it. <laughs> I, I don't know, because Petrux is... I pick my words carefully because I really like Petrux, but I think he's checked out. I think he's yeah, already thinking is... about Dakar. True, but this is this is Petrux you got to take in risks the in the wet, and I don't you think are? he's. I, you got to take risks in the wet, and I don't think he's prepared to do it. Now he's lost his ride. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe he's more prepared just because he's like, yeah, screw it, I won't be here next year. I'll be on the <laughs> hey, I ride in the back pass. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's going to Dakar. Already. Yeah, I think he will, to be fair. I think he will. Yeah, you think he's already thinking about those sand dudes and thinking, oh, it'd be better than riding this fucking pig in the wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he was really good today. I'm quite right. I rate him. Oh, SDK's just messaged me as well. I'm and impressed. I haven't even messaged him, so... Um... I'm impressed with Luca Marini. Oh, yes. Marini did well. Fifth place. Yeah, like... I, I said to uh, Keelan, because um, he messaged me about the race, I, I said to him, um, I think it would have been the most confusing feeling ever for, for Rossi fans if Marini had stolen the podium off Rossi, because they were like, oh, 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 no, Rossi didn't get the podium. Oh, wait, but Marini did. Am I angry? Am I happy? Yeah, like, why have you not given him the 200 podium? <laughs> like, Rossi just goes in and lamps in. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, I think like, I think they would have been so conflicted and confused. Like, if they'd been a robot, their head would have exploded and sparks would have yeah. gone yeah. <laughs> oh mate it was just a mad like honestly one of the best races i think i've ever seen in my entire life like just yeah. full of chaos you know watching it live you know and just not knowing what the hell's gonna happen you know yeah i genuinely thought i was gonna have a heart attack and i'm only yeah. 23 years old <laughs> yeah well like, i'm 28 you know i'm in heart attack territory you know yeah <laughs> like merch gp thanks for that. i think i'm the thing on my um i did my like a write-up on the race and I'm just getting up now. I uh, said, just I put, I put MotoGP, the highest level of racing, side effects, raise heart rate, temporary blindness from hiding behind the sofa, and a lost voice for shouting. If you suffer, suffer from any of the symptoms, you know you're watching the right channel. Do you know what? Genuinely, right? At the last <laughs> lap, I was watching Binder, right? And I was sweating. Like, genuinely, oh, yeah. sweat. I've yeah, never I, been I, so I terrified. Did you see his front tyre in the Pat Fermi photo? Yeah. It's done a chunk in like Oliveira last week, last weekend. Yeah, and he still freaking won it. <laughs> like, honestly, just, I think that's the best way to end this podcast. Brad yeah. Binder has massive bollocks. Brad Binder, you are a fucking hero. Fucking legend. Absolute hero, mate. Like, you have surpassed so many expectations again, and you are just... You're, I think this yeah. is going to miss the Portuguese after. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Miguel crashed, and that's his own fault, and that's that. Yep, I thought Miguel but, might be all right here this week. I, I think Miguel looked better, but he's getting the Vinales syndrome, mate. He's had a kid. He's got he's got a wife. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I, the best thing you can do if you're like a professional racer looking to make it, like if you're in CV now, right? Take heed. Stay away from women. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a sock and race. <sighs> <laughs> well stay away from you can do stuff with women just be careful mate no no just stay away That's the, <laughs> that way you, you take it no risk or no we're praying for inclusivity if or you a are man. homosexual bang other men mate and you'll be fine alright <laughs> just do that well no like just stay away from everybody like literally when you end racing just sit yourself in a dark room with an internet connection and just watch bike racing all the time so it's all you focus on 
Yeah, what does he just get in? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Gonna... Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Close that other tab. <laughs> just watch folks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. You, you don't. I'm going to say it off air. <laughs> but um, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. It's been a bit of a, a strange one because we haven't got Gary again. I probably won't have him again next week because he's a probably BSB again. So should we call him names or should we say we miss him? Yeah, we miss you, Gary. How about both? We you? miss you, you prick. Yeah, we miss you, no. <laughs> miss you, Gary, and your hey, Valentino Rossi impression. That was hilarious. Hey, I drive the back really yeah, fast. I find the VIP. This podcast. And we will be back next week. Yeah, and... it should be a boring one next week because obviously we've got a gap. So if you want to fire over any suggestions, what we want to talk about, fire them over. Yeah, well, we've got World Superbikes, but you don't watch it because you hate anything that isn't prototypes. But hey, ho. Why would I want to watch a production bike go around the track? Like, you go outside and look at a production bike. Well, you watch Moto America, so... Yeah, but I like Moto America because I like people. Uh, like, anyhow, I, don't, I don't want to look at Scott Redding bitching again. Oh, I'm good. Or proposing to his wife. Oh, God, honestly. That, that was cringe. The, the amount of cringe that fucking developed could have powered my house for a you. Yeah, that was horrible. I cringed so hard, right? I nearly ripped my fucking eyelids. <laughs> but yeah, that was horrible to watch. But anyway... Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will we will be back next weekend. Goodbye. Thanks, Thanks guys.